0: We're on our way to social solidarity uh, with the union. Yo, bro, you work for Amazon? You gonna vote for that union? There just won't be enough jobs to give all Americans a decent, livable wage. I want my kids to grow up in a society where they don't have to struggle as hard as we do. That's what we need to fight for. I mean, our middle class. Is, you know, I don't want to say it's gone, but
1: it erodes every single day.
0: Do you think they're gonna build any affordable housing here? Oh, hell no. I don't wanna work, any jobs, nights, weekends. I want a life. The trick and trickle down economics is getting you to believe that anything which is good for rich people is good for everyone. And anything that is good for everyone else will kill the economy.
1: A union agitate.
0: If they're not gonna take care of their employees, somebody has to. They don't invest in us. They don't show us the resources. It's just not sustainable. The the system is going to collapse. We got to take care of ourselves. We can't rely on the government and we damn sure can't rely on the 1% class. What the hell? This is union busting 101. They're going to spend millions of dollars just to stop that. The voting wrapping up, now employees are waiting on results. If successful, it could spark a labor movement across the country. Look at
1: everyone out here suffering. What are you doing for us?
0: Our job as Americans is to fight to save this country. We need bold actions, organizing. We can't allow ourselves to be divided.
1: It's really time to rise and fight. I need all of y'all. Are you going
0: to get in the streets and do something? You can handle the responsibility of being a leader, say it with your chest.
1: <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome to Big Blend Radio. We're so excited to welcome veteran filmmaker and director Sean Claffey on the show to talk about his award winning documentary. Uh, and it's all through Shine the Light Films. We love that name, right? um It's called Americant. It is out on VOD now in the US and Canada on major platforms so check it out on their website americand.com and welcome Sean how are you
0: thank you so much for having me
1: uh, is it okay to be a little riled up after watching your documentary just to be a I would little, hope so. like yeah I just <laughs> I'm like, like <laughs> I'll, I'll watch my language okay I'll behave <laughs> but but no you know I think you did this amazing job of showcasing what regular Americans are going through uh, to make a living, right, Um, of all levels. And Nancy and I talk about this, our clientele are mostly small business, right? And we we cover small tourism destinations as, as travel writers as well. And I think you see people really battle in so many ways is these huge corporations like you talk about with Amazon in the film, you showcase what the Amazon workers did, trying to unionize, and we were following that. We're like, come on, come on. Uh. (laughs) But I feel people are at at this point right now because we're losing our middle America, which is what your film really showcases. Here's this 1%, and then here's what used to be middle, middle America, but you give us this history that I really didn't quite know. Um that at this point now for even unionizing for the Amazon workers that they're too scared to lose the income that they're making now that they can't afford to lose.
0: Yeah. Um so with Amazon, uh they 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 use all these different threats. You know, we're gonna right. close the factory down. Um, uh, you know we're gonna get rid of all the people that want to sign up for a union you know these all these threats they're actually illegal you know these are illegal threats under, under under the law and then but they still do them um what was amazing was you know meeting chris smalls and his team very early on amazing um and you know and following their journey um to uh, you know, just they were just they started to just have they wanted you know some some rights uh, to have masks and gloves um, because people were getting sick and they would just move them off the station, move someone else on. They get sick, you know. It's like disposable people. And you know, in Amazon, if you if you go to the bathroom too many times, you get fired, and you get fired by a text message from an AI, and then you're. Your security tag just stops working, and you can never get back in the building. So it's really very inhumane uh, conditions. Um, but you know, it's not just Amazon. Amazon is uh, you know in in our film, um, but there are many many companies in this country and more and more um, that are uh, you know uh, basically extracting uh, and abusing the, the you know the workforce.
1: And and at the same time with this, I think one of them in your film talked about that it's not even a real contract that they have when they get hired. And like it's it's just kind of like, it's
0: oh, you're, yeah they're at will workers. They can be fu- fired for any reason. Um, so and they are fired. Yeah. In fact, the the business model is to fire them. So if you make it to five years, which is almost unheard of, um. They offer you a five thousand dollars bonus to to quit and never work in another Amazon facility again. Because they know that your body is probably destroyed, mm-hmm. and they don't want to pay for the workman's comp. They're really their business model is based on disposable Americans.
1: And a lot of towns like and and you know Nancy and I travel the country full time, and we see these small towns, and we we look at responsible tourism as a way of responsible tourism and that doesn't mean you know turn it, it means leaving the integrity of your community in place okay the history mm-hmm. and celebrating the nature and all of those things um so when you look at what happens to communities you could have a community that really probably went through some some kind of factory town thing and historically people moved there and then the factory town or the mining or whatever bailed, and then oh, here comes Amazon or some other big package, you know, distribution center, and everybody's like, oh, this is bringing millions into our community, jobs, and everybody signs on. And I even heard like at one one community, they they actually paid like WalMarts and stuff to come in, whatever they had in the town coffers actually paid them to come in, in some ways, in some places. So, did you see any of that in the documentary when you were making it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we were down in Bessemer, Alabama. Now, Bessemer, the Bessemer steel mills were some of the m- most high-tech um, best steel mills in the in the uh, country. The people that worked there would would make very good wages with uh, help, health, great health care, and, and pensions, and um, you know it. it you know, people like blame China or or Mexico or, uh, but it was the you know it was those CEOs that decided to to move those jobs overseas. Um, so you have something like a steel mill or manufacturing that w- was eliminated, whether it was in the eighties, nineties, early two thousands, and all just the entire uh, community collapses, right? Um, so people making you know 35 an hour um, now scrambling for minimum wage jobs and we have to remember that the minimum wage has been unchanged for 20 plus minus years uh, it is $7.25 an hour in the country as a general
1: uh, california is a little different
0: you no know, i'm Washington talking about the, the yeah the, the basic oh, federal wow. minimum wage Yes, localities can have different, but, mm-hmm. you know, all, you know, most of the red, you know, right to work states. And the, the, one of the shocking numbers is um, it's 45% of people ages 18 to 65 have a median income of $10.50 an hour. How do you survive on $10.50 an hour?
1: Yeah, you especially can't when there's on.
0: public, yeah, the, especially public transportation, you know, mm-hmm. without that, you know, you have to have a car, mm-hmm. you, know, you, you don't survive. So you just see so many people uh, falling off, you know, the middle class, the working class into poverty and homelessness. And it's, it's terrible. These are good people that are working really hard, sometimes two jobs, three jobs, 40, 50, 60 hours a week. It's heartbreaking.
1: What we see now, and I think what your documentary American does so well is show us how this started to happen in the '80s, and you see, and and also pointing the finger righteously. So, um, and I say it righteously because I mean they did it well. Uh, of both main parties, the Republicans and the Democrats, have done disservice on both sides of this, and and basically it's. I mean, there's so much money in politics now that it's really not for the people. I don't. I. I just. I don't think until we see a change. I don't think anyone's going to change my mind on that, from what we can see, right? And when when you look at uh, small business now, because that's a lot of what we represent in our company is small business, and we look at here comes a minimum wage change. So in California, it's up over fifteen dollars now, and then the small business person especially outside of a city in an unincorporated area, Incorpor- unincorporated areas get screwed in a lot of ways. And in a lot of ways, you get a little more leeway depending on who, what, and where. But like you're sitting like, okay, you're going to have to drive. There's no transportation that's going to take you from your home down the mountain to this workplace, right? And then at the same time, the small business sometimes A small business owner is about someone who has a teeny bit of money that they can invest or they do it out of desperation, a small business. They're in just as worse a position as the workers half of the time. That's what we're seeing. So when it comes to the minimum wage being raised, they're like, oh crap, I'm screwed. And so does the worker. So it's kind of this, I feel like we're in the same place.
0: Yeah. So basically, the small business has been greatly under attack for a long time, as well as the workers. Um, the monopolies really have are squeezing out uh, the small businesses. The WalMarts come to town and put out, you know, the local printing uh, shop, the hardware store, the the uh, appliance store. And turn these, you know, small businesses that take that money, reinvest it in the community, uh, you know, sponsor the local football team, the local high school, and they extract that right out of the uh, system. So, you know, the dollar stores, the, um, yeah. you know, you know, all of these, these, you know, really multinational corporations who do not pay their people enough money to live, put enormous pressure on the small businesses. And then their lobbies are able to um, their lobbies are able to then have uh, massive subsidies given to these these large companies. and the small business just doesn't get those those subsidies. Um, so you know, what I think uh, can be done is the, the small business need to band together and almost make their own kind of um, organization that uh, fights for, uh, you know, Walmart doesn't need subsidies. Amazon doesn't need subsidies, even though they get, you know, mm-hmm. over hundred million a year and basically don't pay any taxes. Um, and then there's the monopolization of the supply chain. So they jack the prices up. So the margins are decreased, right? Um, so the risk is, you know, is put on that small business. Um, and they're, you know, and, they're, and I've had small businesses myself. Now, you know, could we do a subsidy so that they could, you know, raise wages? Uh, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And the important thing to realize is that 70% of all people on government assistance work full time.
1: I I think this was the I stopped your your documentary watching it at that point and went that's it we get so many people telling it. I mean I think everyone's families are divided right now too from what we talk about and it's, oh well everybody on welfare especially and you bring home such a good point on single mothers of what they've gone through like oh you're the tarnished ones you know. And, you know, my mom's a single mom and she's a badass, okay? <laughs> she went, she's done so much to make things happen and still fighting to this day. And she's a small business owner. And you see so many women go into that because eventually it's like, you know what? How many jobs do I have to have when let me just do my own? And then it's like still topsy-turvy is why I bring up the, the minimum wage and how it affects small business owners because a lot of times it's the same people, the same it's the same thing and we have put small business like you know walmart's a corporation now but it was a small business way back when and there's small businesses that are still in that i would say the 20 to 30 percent that are still getting to be small business when you know they can come in and make a shell of a company you you know how they do all of that right so it's it's this mess so and then i have customers, clients, personal clients that have basically been swallowed by Amazon and some mm-hmm. who are actually in, an, in a lawsuit now and you can't get further on Amazon. You can't grow in that sphere if you've now gone into that distribution mode, if you've gone this way and then giant corporations of people that come in with money and they buy out your stock so that they can buy the revenue to go further on Amazon. So anyway, I'm sorry, but that. The whole thing is so bad, but yeah. going back to the people, the mothers, the people that are on right now, look at what just happened with the debt ceiling and what's going on as we record right now, the whole debt ceiling where we almost lost social security as becoming up as a, an issue, uh, we could lose that. You look at welfare and food stamps and you're saying 70%, 70% work percent are work time. full time. And then where are the disabled part in there, you know?
0: Yeah. Then you have some mentally ill people, people that are, you know, disabled, been in accidents, uh, you know, have cancer, (laughs) Um, you know, had a heart attack. You know, those are real people and, you know, maybe they can't work because they're doing chemo five, six days a week. Right. Uh, We are an incredibly rich country. We can take care of our people. The uh, since 1975, there has been 50 trillion dollars extracted from the middle and working class to the top one percent, and really to the top like you know 0.1 percent. So we
1: can't even read all the zeros anymore.
0: <laughs> oh, I mean, you can't even comprehend what 50 trillion dollars. It's it's double the entire GDP of of the country for two years. So. You know yeah. uh, uh it, you know it's astounding we have the money it's just being extracted away from from the workers away from the small businesses give the subsidies to the small business you know uh Amazon yeah. doesn't need h- hundreds of millions of dollars in subsidies
1: I, I no an Amazon I watch an Amazon worker drive to the pets that we were doing and her you could hear her brakes go out on her van. And she was in trouble. And homeowners like she knows her. They know the dogs. Hey, hey, hey. And she couldn't talk. No chit chat. Here's your package. I got to go. She's going, you're going to get in an accident if you go up this hill in a van with no brakes. And this girl was compromised at that spot. And I went. You're you're screwed. Don't. Yeah you're screwed because yeah. now you're taking time because you just talked to a customer.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's inhumane. And this is the thing. All these large businesses could change the middle-class overnight. If Amazon alone raised their minimum pay, you know, from uh, I think it's 16, $17 an hour now to $30 an hour. hmm which they could do without question. The math has been done. Maybe Jeff Bezos wouldn't be the third richest person in the world. Maybe he would be the eighth, right? And, and he You're would just ego. change. What's that?
1: <laughs> I said, you just talked ego there, right? There is ego would have
0: to, Yeah. You know. Yeah, but, but so, so all the other large companies would have to match, right? And mm-hmm. this is the lie. Raising wages kills jobs, right? Raising wages doesn't kill jobs because if no one has any money, who's going to buy your stuff? That's the thing, right? So, it's a hallucination. This is from Nick Hanauer in the in the, in the film. Genius.
1: Mm-hmm. Guy. Oh, he he's is a billionaire. amazing.
0: He's he's amazing. Amazing man. And he says, um, it's this hallucination. I'm a business owner. I can't pay my people enough to buy my stuff but all of you other business owners have to pay your people enough to buy my stuff.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, that's
0: insanity, right? So, um, you know, how do you get get rid of homelessness? Well, you you increase wages and you make affordable housing. How do you get rid of income inequality? Well, you raise wages. Um, It's not hard. It's just that we have these think tanks that are heavily funded these lobbyists where sometimes there's you know, 15, 20, 1500 per senator uh, in Washington, uh, depending on the industry, who are fighting to just decimate the, the middle class and the path to the middle class, right? So you used to be able to be a cashier, right, in the 70s, have a union job, have a pension system, and have a own a house, have a car, and go on vacation. Well, you know, people in all sorts of jobs don't have four hundred dollars for a medical emergency.
1: No so no they don't yeah, it, no, and it's um I think you also made a really good point in in the documentary of, of facts of how much money Amazon puts towards their lobbyists and pays their lobbyists versus their own employees, you know. The ratio of that is so unjust. Whereas you could just actually fund your employees and you wouldn't have to deal with that other side at all. You know, it's it's kind of this balance. It's it, you know, when I look at it, I go like, what are you doing? How much is it? It's about power. I don't I don't understand the, the thinking behind that, but I do okay. want to go behind your thinking of what led you to make this documentary.
0: Yeah. So um, what is it? Uh, you know, and we've debated this in our team over and over again, and we think it is a hoarding mentality. It's almost a mental illness. Ooh. Um, that they have to just every, extract every penny that they possibly can. And we kind of go over the psychology of it a little bit from and the cover given by Milton Friedman in the 60s and 70s, and how Dude, you know, it.
1: I, I'm never going to look at him the same.
0: Yeah, no, he's wow. Yeah, uh, it was the it was the it was the anti uh, new deal, right? Um, which built the middle class basically. Um, but why did we make the film? Uh, well, my my family are immigrants from Ireland. Um, and my grandfather was able to ascend, come to the United States, you know, out of really abject poverty. Uh, didn't really didn't own a pair of shoes until the community chipped in to buy him wow. a suit and shoes to come to this country. Um, he basically worked for a, you know, as a servant, um, sweeping floors, whatever. Um, you know, worked his ass off. Finally got in in, in, a, in a union in in New York City, and was able to ascend. You know, and my grandmother also got in. She was a ra- ra- um, uh, radiology tech. Uh, at hospital, and they ascended into the middle class, they were able to buy a home, uh, they had amazing health care, they had amazing pensions. Uh, you know, my grandma lived to her mid 90s. And they're, you know, all of her health care was paid for. Um, and that's the way it was. And that wasn't that long ago, you know, I was, you know, a kid. And we could, right. you know, we've done this already right? We went from the 20s where it was just income inequality and just people living in squalor. And then, you know, was able to fight that and then flip it. And then that's where the middle class came from.
1: Mm-hmm. Right?
0: Um, you know, and then from then productivity profits and the, you know, wages went up together. And in, in about 1980, after about 10 years of planning, uh, it split. Mm-hmm. And the Middle class fell away and profits and productivity kept rising. Uh, CEO pay is just insane. You know, Especially just today. The they, banks.
1: We're watching that during all the bailouts. We're like, God.
0: We're gonna, yeah, take I'm, your gonna get, I'm gonna, away I'm gonna collapse a bank and I'm gonna get a $30 million paycheck. Yeah. What? Well if a small business owner collapses their uh, business they're probably going to lose their house.
1: Yeah, and be uh, homeless. Yeah. yeah. And 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 everybody's and then at the same time let's flood the country with drugs. Right? Because that was another corporate issue. That's I I think the drug pandemic is or, is or epidemic whatever we want to call it goes hand in hand with the corporate money making thing. It's the same
0: thing. Yeah, so when when you try your hardest for for years and years and years, and you're not making it. After every every week, your your credit card bill is going up, and you're you're not making it. And you are not, you go into despair, and then you see the suicide rates are through the roof. You know you're seeing uh, the drug uh, abuse is through the roof, alcoholism's through the roof. Uh, these are all symptoms. Yeah. Uh, you know. Um, and Pandemic you showed how hope?
1: many people started drinking just over one situation. They're at home. Everyone started drinking more, eating more, you know. Um, I do want to touch, too, on what you did in the documentary for everyone to understand how you showed such a diverse set of people going through, you know, all stage. I mean, I think what was interesting that you took a family in Mill Valley, California, which is la-di-da. That is like, oh. And I thought it was so brilliant that you did this because just because they... Lived there through their lives suddenly, no, he, I mean, he worked for Oracle, right? Or I, I had a friend who could see Oracle coming with their shutdowns and, and bailed early and said, you know, I got the Oracle, but I'm like, I'm going to be a consultant now. Screw this. I can see what's coming. They're not that cool. It turned out to be right. And, and your documentary just proved that. And here, I mean, these are smart people and she stands up for the arts. Which immediately gets poo-pooed when stuff comes down. But if we don't have the arts, we don't have the truth makers, which is what you do. It's tell the yeah. truth, you know.
0: I mean, she works three jobs, sometimes yes. four. You know she was she's a school teacher. She's a yoga instructor. She was working in a, a shop selling handbags. You know, for however mm-hmm. much little money, doing that. Uh, and she was trying to making art at night and trying to sell that. And this is someone who has her paintings hanging in the D Young, you know, the, the museum. Yeah. Right. It uh, should, you know, incredibly beautiful children that she raised. Well, they're, you know, and An it, amazing we're, family. We're not. Just- yeah, we're not. None of us are, uh, except for the very, very top. Uh, we're just, uh, you know, a few, th- you know. Things away like a spike in rent. Uh, you know, they they basically legally threw them out of that place uh, because the rent spiked, and they were just well, and they the were, there for did, like eight oh. years. They and were just, just, there. Oh, you got to go.
1: Just because it's a beautiful area doesn't mean that only the rich gets to have these beautiful areas. So part of what we do through tourism, we're seeing that um, beautiful areas get taken out by Airbnbs. So that's a whole other corporate issue of okay, we're gonna get our second, third homes, and then they come in, and then part of your documentary really takes on what's happening with the housing with the Koch brothers and all damn the Koch brothers, they really suck, man. They've done they really so suck. such yeah. terrible things in this country and part of even our national parks, part of why we ended up doing this. The Koch brothers were behind a lot of the uranium mining in the Grand Canyon, all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's just no matter when you get, you wheedle down through all the fine print, you'll always find their name somewhere underneath it, underneath this, underneath that, you know, and yeah, so, when it comes yeah. to the housing, we're in a big, big, big problem here.
0: Yes. Yeah, so sorry, I'm riled you know, up. I just
1: watched this. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm, you know, I lived it for three and a half years. God, but, so God. what we're seeing, yeah, no, it's intense. <laughs> Uh it, it does have a positive ending, so
1: it does. Um,
0: and I do have a lot of hope, and I think everyone's waking up now, and I hope this movie helps that. But when, when we talk about housing, so you know, all these people, you know, the Koch brothers are one of many, right? Um, and Amazon is one of many, right? Um, <clears throat> but it's about extraction and financialization, so where you would have starter homes, right. Um, you know, or homes in general, you'd have a small businessman who is a home builder, he would sell it, you know, the the you know, the new couple or the middle class couple would, you know, negotiate for that and buy it, right? So now we're finding that the corporations are coming in, the shell corporations. And it's hard to, you know, we see the Koch brothers behind it. Um, there were rumors of BlackRock was behind it, they deny it. I'm not sure what's true. Um, and they come into a neighborhood and they buy the whole neighborhood under different shell corporations and they pay, you know, 20, 30 percent above asking. So how does how does the middle class family compete with that? And then they and what they do is they they turn around and they 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 rent it to that middle class family for a lot more than the mortgage would have been. Mm-hmm. Right. So now there's no more accumulation of wealth through through the you know the paying down of that mortgage. That's that's like the the main uh structure for middle class people to pass on wealth to their children. Um and so they just go down and every single business, everything and they raise, they raise the it rate of, and extract all the money.
1: And and raise the rate of the neighborhood. So no one oh, can yeah. invest. You can't in afford,
0: who can, you know, it's the biggest, you know, if you ever bought a house, it's the biggest thing you ever did. It's the hardest thing you've ever did, and then, you know, they just outbid you. You have yeah. no shot.
1: Yeah. yeah. And then,
0: okay, here's the keys. We'll rent it to you uh, for this year. Uh, and then you can't a lot afford more the you taxes. than the mortgage.
1: If yeah. you're there now, the taxes just went up. You know, if you're, yeah. if you're in the same oh, yeah. neighborhood. Yeah. And you didn't get bought because they go, "Oh, we'll buy you cash out." You know, you hear all these things all the time, and so I think. You know, your documentary, Americana, is a, a, is a wake up call. It's a siren that kind of you yeah. really put things into perspective um, where you start to realize the BS factor. Whereas, and, and we're so busy. And I think this is what's so hard for families, especially single moms, single parents, I should say, too, single dads. Um, everyone is just trying really hard. And it's hard to keep tabs on even politics. And I think that's another hard thing and they're abusing that too. Who can keep up with every politician's shenanigans? Because that's all it is every single day. You can't keep up with it. And then, oh, you may like this news person then you find out they're part of it too. So it's really difficult. And I think the documentaries are something we can all actually go and watch people like us Going through what we go through in life, and I think that is probably the only way we can really get enlightened. Like one of the way, I mean, there's there's just when you well, want to invest to move forward, it's it's a way to know that you're not alone. You know.
0: Yeah, I I think you know our investigative journalism has been decimated. Mm-hmm. Um, there are still some really good investigative journalists.
1: There's good journalists uh, out there, but they're not being allowed. They're not just... being allowed to speak, and they don't. Well well they're just
0: they're just See? being defunded right so yeah. um you know used to have all these amazing local papers who had their own investigative journalists and the internet kind of did away with that by making news free and no one's buying the newspapers anymore you know no one's uh so then you have the cnn's the foxes of the world um that uh they're really news readers Mm-hmm. very little investigative journalism going on there um and there are corporate owned right um there's basically eight media companies that control everything uh and th- which kind of ties into the the whole uh, writer strike that's going on now so uh, eight right. so eight uh CEOs AI. right oh Contro-
1: my gosh and ai yeah
0: control controls all of it right they made 800 million dollars last year and they don't want to pay their writers. They, they're, they're trying to break the writers. SAGs up next, the actors and then the directors are, are they're, they're trying to break it, right? Now they've never made more money, more profits um, you know, in the last few years, and they don't wanna pay anyone. And, that l- l- give that ceo a pen and have him write a script let me see let me see that or make or make a, a movie but, or but a the TV ai
1: song. doesn't even it's really fascinating you bring that up in the documentary American to everybody um about ai and ai like and you had a gentleman in there an expert talking about this could be a really cool thing if we do it the right way it can be incredible and offer these opportunities and you know you've got to watch AI. I mean, you can use like things like Grammarly, right? Put it through there and they go, no, disagree. No, this helps, that was good, nice, but no. If you just go switch to AI, you're like, no, that's stupid. And we are, it's only limited to what we do and some of it is dangerous too. It's like, it's a balance.
0: Well, yes. (laughs) so so in the film you know kurt anderson who's an amazing person uh also look him up um he's written a bunch of great books um he's, you know uh, we 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 found out that the estimates are about 45% of all american jobs are at risk from ai this decade right so we and we're not talking about just this is going to be the uh, the NAFTA for the white collar, right? Um, I and, and we're thinking so much has happened since we finished editing the film in the fall that w- that might be a, a low, a low statement, uh, a low projection. Um, basically, stockbrokers are gone, there's no need for them anymore. Um, there's no okay. need, f- you know, for contra- contractual lawyers, probably in the next two years, they'll be gone. Uh, you know, you'll have people at the very, very top. But that that eighty percent, they're just they're they're going to lose their jobs. So unless we make this stuff fairer now, it's going to get really bad. Because if you have forty five percent of the population lose their jobs, uh, and the CEO of IBM just two weeks ago proudly stated he's going to eliminate all un- human jobs—that's American jobs hardworking American jobs that he possibly can this year and replace them with AI said that, like that was the greatest thing in the world. Mm. So, I mean, this is, you know, we have to, yeah, we have to take, take the the country back, you know, in a positive way, fix what's I'm not talking about anything other than fix the system. Um, And, you know, following Chris Smalls, to see how his his group, him and like seven, eight, ten people went up against, the, you know, the most powerful corporation in the country with like two tables and a tent. And no money. And, and still
1: having to make things work, right? And still make and, a living.
0: Yes. And they won. Bezos and Amazing. Amazon spent $25 million to crush them. Had them arrested. Called the cops on the mic all the time. That
1: was a great part when he says, oh, look who's spending money on us tonight. When when all the cops came, he was like, oh, he's spending some money on us. Well, you got some attention.
0: Yep. Um, So I have a lot of hope. If 10 people could do that, imagine if we all got together and stuck together and said, no, we need to change this right now. We need to push for small businesses. We need to push for the workers. And, you know, break up these monopolies. They're way too powerful. They crush small businesses. They just destroy workers. They don't care about anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we can do it. And I, I feel very hopeful and positive, but we have to do it now. And all of us have to do it. I Yes, we may, we may be tired. We may, don't be cynical. Don't give up. It's really important. I and love we, what we you say there, about
1: don't be cynical because, you know, before we were taught before we started recording, I was talking about how we, communicate with people on all aisles and all differences in and in ways you know and I think you've made a good point of this even at the beginning of the documentary we really all want to care that we have a roof over our heads take care of our families have love and 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 love and when you're fighting in survival the that's where trauma can happen and that's where people become homeless with trauma. And we've done so many interviews on this show about homelessness and people just like, why don't we just get them off the streets, clean them out? And I'm like, oh my God, these are people that some kind of crap happened. And when we really dig into it, it is about, they had some kind of traumatic experience. Could be military and it could be, hey, drugs in the streets and and things like that, which you turn to when something is not right? mental health. There's all of these circumstances that come into play. And um, we can, if we unite and go, hey, wouldn't it be nice if we all could just have time out for a Sunday supper together as a family? How many families get to do that anymore? Really? And then the ones that have the time to do it and the money to do it, are you too busy on your damn phones to do it?
0: Yeah, there's a lot to unpack in that thing. But what I can say about homelessness is yeah, there's uh, hope. Yeah, so with homelessness, uh, 40% of all homeless people work full time. 70% have worked in the last six months. So please don't don't think of them as animals or. or vermin, or something to be, you know, swept away. We're failing. Oh my now. gosh! Yeah, you know, I, the, I'm so
1: glad you're here. You
0: yeah. know, the the um Mike Buckman, who uh does amazing things uh for um prov- providing uh, sh- uh really amazing housing for people that are experiencing homelessness in uh, the Seattle area. Uh, he his his model should be all over the country uh, but what he said was every hundred dollars the median rent increases in an area homelessness goes up 10 percent
1: oh my god they're
0: directly related it, if you know if wages are too low and housing is too expensive homelessness right now th- there are uh you know a segment of that population that is severely mentally ill right um and they need to be cared for but i think a lot of them and homelessness doesn't necessarily mean you're living in a tent but uh you might be you know sleeping on the floor in someone's apartment or there's you know. all
1: kinds of ways exactly yeah. your car like living
0: in your car a lot of people yeah. we interviewed a lot of people most that,
1: people in car yeah
0: yeah they you know and then you know and then they get too many tickets uh, they get arrested for uh being in their car and their car gets confiscated, you know, and then this is downward spiral, then they're in a tent, then they're sleeping. Just keep
1: the off the grass.
0: Yeah, right. So, it's
1: that same thing,
0: yeah. And you know, we just don't do the right things. Um, and here, here's a stat that uh so talking to uh Dr. Gary Evans, who's uh a specialist of childhood poverty, right? Um, and it's Every dollar we invest in early childhood intervention, like, you know, breakfast, lunch, uh, you know, all these different programs, it's a seven to 10 times return on investment. Exactly. The, I, please show me another investment that is that good. Uh, well, that's, sure well, they're, they're about to take all
1: that away. But like when, yeah. when, um, you know the pandemic, and they have taken it away. I think actually now, and
0: for the most part, it's it's gone.
1: When we when so we started traveling on our tour in 2012, it was after the 2008 crash, and we we did a road trip, for a radio show and everything, and we saw an increased rate of homelessness in this country, and we did some shows on it, and we had Pat Lamarche, who's who's dedicated towards this issue. And, and there was another lady, Diane Nyland, I think her name is, and she travels the country documenting this. And and we said to her, well, what what is the age group? Everyone thinks it's military veterans. She said at this point, at that time, this is what? 10 years, 13 years ago, right? 10, 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. The average age of a homeless person at that time was nine years old. Yeah, mm-hmm. Nine years old. And yeah. what we saw while we were traveling, and this is why we started our tour, understanding like how communities need to be reconnected, have better bond. I mean, it just goes anyway; it goes deep.
0: Yeah, I mean, what are yeah, the we're things were families so we be- living
1: in cars and living in the motels. Like there would be like a whole family in a motel room with two oh. beds.
0: Yeah, so we interviewed. Didn't these didn't make the movie uh, for various reasons, you know.
1: Yeah can, yeah you got We, can, it was- we
0: have a series on this right. Uh, but many people uh living in hotel rooms with an entire family and a cook cooktop. Um you know and then living in really bad hotels where they had to use the pool water to flush the toilets. Oh. Um in America in in, in, in the Orlando area, right? Um but the shameful thing is you know before the pandemic um one in four children are born into poverty in America. 50% of all children will experience poverty during their childhood. And those number, the poverty thing is a metric that was done, I think in the twenties or thirties, which doesn't correlate till today. So I bet it's close to a third. Now we wow. did see a big shift um, during the uh, the child uh, tax credit stuff during the pandemic. And it really alleviated that. But now, as you said, that's been removed. Um, and when I see, uh, especially, you know, uh, especially Republican lawmakers saying that they've never met uh, someone who was, you know, experiencing poverty uh, and that we don't need to uh, pay for the children's lunch at school or the children's breakfast at school, I mean, not only is that if you're a conservative and you want to save money, is that the absolute wrong thing, right? And that'll cost you-
1: No one's going to learn if they can't, if they're angry, ten, no one's
0: learning. Yeah, 7 to $10 uh, for every dollar you didn't spend. Um, it's morally reprehensible um, mm-hmm. that the children have done nothing wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And there are children, they're the American children.
1: And you want we someone to, to work for you. Oh, but, but, but the problem is where you talked about AI, where it's going to shift all these jobs. And so now, are we not caring about our kids because we have AI?
0: Well, I think i I that... just go
1: wonder about where their mindset is on that. Or do they care? Do they care about their grandkids? Oh, their grandkids are fine because they can pay for them. But they're not thinking beyond themselves.
0: Yeah, so that's the problem, right? I think that is the the this rugged individualism is a the American rugged individual. It's a lie, right? So if you did not, you know, you talk about the, you know, when when the uh, people moved to the Midwest and West, and no, they formed communities, they bonded together, they they helped each other, um, and w- without that community contribution connection. They wouldn't exist if they moved into the middle of nowhere. They they would have died, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's this fallacy that we you know pull yourself up your, by your bootstraps. Well, th- so that saying comes from, uh, yeah, try it because it's impossible, right? Yeah, right? Th- they don't tell the end of that that saying, um, and
1: well, who's the lady in the beginning of your documentary? I pulled in about so much time that I cut him off.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's true, you know, and, you know, and you see these moms and these families and these children, and that's why we really focused on, on moms, families, and children. I think because- well, that's,
1: oh, it's the crux of everything. How does a country move forward without taking care of their kids? That is your future. That is your generational move. I mean, that's your legacy too. I mean, what, yep. you know, we had a lady Libro Vidani as a trust architect, she comes on our show and she's like, to all these business people, what is your legacy? Do you wanna be the person is your legacy that you put America, Americans' families into poverty? What would you like your legacy to be? Yeah. Do you wanna say know, you love the kids? Did you wanna think about, oh, do you want a park named in your honor because you put people in the business?
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and then we, and the burdens we put on the kids, right, with college. I was looking at, uh, a receipt from my college, um, you know, in the eighties. Um, oh, now that I, was a
1: great year. <laughs> now that I watched your video, your, your documentary, I'm like, crap! I thought the eighties were cool. They weren't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, you know, it was so cheap to go to college. I mean, it wasn't a thousand, I don't think it was a thousand dollars a semester. Wow, you know, so. You know, and then in the 70s, most of the colleges, the state colleges were, or, and city colleges were free. And you could work
1: a job then to pay your way. So you could. Y- yeah. But so I was working at the bail store, right? right? Yeah.
0: Making $6.50 an hour, you know, and work all, work my off all summer. And yeah, it was possible. It's complete, the minimum wage is $7.25, you know, and now it's you know, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70,000 to go to college. It's
1: insane. Well, well now then California came up with the fast track employment law. Well, I'm, we, we do an employment law uh, segment every month on California employment law because it's changing every, it's changing all the time and in a good way. And whatever they do, Washington and New York do. Right. And, it's been interesting because they came up this fast track thing, which was to protect the fast, uh, the fast food workers and people are getting pissed at it for saying, well, we shouldn't be giving medical and all of this, you know, health benefits and all this to fast food workers. These are supposed to be for kids learning skills coming out. Why do we have older people in there? And I'm going, holy cow, if you see where I go across the country, McDonald's may be the only thing they have for yeah. someone to work. And I know yeah. we're talking California. But, um, you know, it ain't what you think, and so people are kind of i I don't ever want to stop traveling because I'm seeing it and yeah. I, I don't think people are and that's the beauty of what you do in showing it. I don't think people really realize the shift of it's a generational shift that is happening right now. People are living longer, but not well, and um it's also a it is a economic shift that has been going downwards while people are living upwards and living longer. We're going down.
0: <laughs> yeah. And the uh, you know, and what I really cannot stand is when people say, uh, well, they're just burger flippers. So I worked in a restaurant when I was 1920, mm-hmm. yeah. one of the hardest jobs I ever had in my life.
1: It is. And you've got yeah. to be on it, man.
0: you got to be nice. on it. And I'm busy restaurant. It is no joke. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hot and it's hard to do. And uh, there is so much money in this country. This is what people don't understand. This is what they've been lied to. There is so much money in this country <laughs> that uh, everyone who works hard can have a great life. So instead of thinking, well, why would why would that restaurant worker make enough to survive and then you know because that'll just be close to where I'm at, yeah well you're supposed to go up too right? So we're all gotta go up instead of that's- thinking of oh, you know that's the thing people think, oh well oh uh, well, I'm better than them and. Uh, I, they would be making close to what I'm making. well you're, you're not making enough either. So don't fight against the person who's trying to get out of and and like I said before, why are we paying for these big companies to keep the, their people on food assistance? when they have they make billions of dollars in, and have hundreds of millions of dollars in stock buybacks every year and they don't pay their people enough to live above the poverty rate right that's insanity
1: it's There's because no i think it. there it is kind of crazy i mean it's not kind of it is and it's short-sighted because it's it's very um it, it's it's all about me it's really what it is it's all about me your be, your uh, documentary uh, uh, i want people everyone com. go there go watch it i don't think it will be on amazon very soon. <laughs> it's, It'll be on Apple. I'm just saying, I know you can't, I know I get to say it, but but no, really. (laughs) Um, No, but honestly, uh, I really encourage everybody of any political belief to go there, whatever party you belong to or non-party, like, you know, um, because every party gets nailed. And so you can go in there thinking oh, this is gonna be a left-wing thing and you're gonna be proven a little bit wrong on that. So go watch it. Um, Everybody's involved in this. And I think that's the beauty of what you've done. You're very um, balanced in your coverage and bring experts on that can explain and explain the history. And when you talk about how the gap started in the eighties, like here we we were, we actually created this middle America which is the American dream, isn't it? Work hard, be able to have a home, live in you know beaver Cleaverland with your family basically right have that nice neighborhood where your kids could play go down the street you know everybody slows down for the kids playing we don't have that anymore now kids are getting shot we've we've gone and and you bring up radicalization and that yep. is where we are now and when people are pushed to a limit, and I, and I was thinking about this with this whole debt ceiling thing as we're recording, and I know this is airing later, but when they started threatening social security, I was looking at Nancy going, this country is gonna riot. Like it's gonna get stupid when we start threatening that crap because people yeah. paid into it. It's not, it's not social security, Medicare, Medicaid. None of that is a perk of living and working in this country. That is what was paid into. And that yeah. became part of a conversation of being removed. That will oh, no. great radicalization.
0: Well, unfortunately, um, the propaganda machine is very, very strong. And they've been saying this for a while. They right? fully intend once. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to you know call them out the, the right wing. If they ever get in full power, they will. Uh, eliminate Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid. Um, they don't believe that anyone should receive anything except we should give billions of dollars to the richest
1: and campaign contributions. Well,
0: wow. and yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, you know, we have to wake up. and, and forget about Democrats and Republicans, you know, we have to be Americans, right? Because when they split us up, especially when they split us up even further, then uh, we're fighting each other. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what they want. And talking about the radicalization, we've seen this through history over and over again, right? Uh, Not just here, but all over the world. Uh, When income inequality reaches levels that we're at now, there are three basic outcomes. A police state, authoritarian rule or revolution all three are terrible
1: and you know, they do all oh, the end.
0: revolution well revolutions don't always wind up the way you like them they also can sometimes revert to the authoritarianism right so you think you're fighting for one thing and then you know it's like we have a great thing here it's broken we can fix it right much be- better easier way to go about things but so when people feel that they're losing their status either real or perceived, um, and they are, then it's easy to lie to them and tell them it's the uh, refugee, it's the Jewish person, it's the people coming over the border, it's the people that don't look like me, it's the brown people, it's whoever the other is. And then they get them to vote against their own economic interests and their own interests. And then we get, uh, you know, that's what happened in Germany, right? And that's what's happening in Poland right now. That's whats happening. that's the thing. Korea. It's happening
1: around the world. yeah, so I Israel. feel like this is it's a very weird time. Um, we've interviewed Sid Ballman. He's written a trilogy on radicalization his novels, historic novels. And he um is an award-winning uh, journalist, retired journalist of he was a national security journalist. He's flown with Bush, everybody, uh, uh, FDR. like, been there, done that all over the world in our national security. And his thing is when you put people under the what you're talking about, he's right there with you, radicalization will happen. And if you don't get it now, where we are right now, we are going to be in, in doo-doo and we are in doo-doo. We're already there, so let's start undoing the doo-doo. And I'm trying to behave. <laughs> I don't care either. But but really it is it is about getting getting a grip. And I just right. I want to I just want to thank you as, as a documentarian and what you do and, and other documentarians because it is telling the true story of people telling their situation and it's it's open and honest. Um you see people living the way they are with what they're going through, who are telling their stories, which is not the easiest thing. And For them, the people in the documentary to be part of it, I wanna commend them for being open to the rest of us watching what they're going through and to understand. And because also understanding that pretty much I'd say 80% watching it, understand Mm -hmm. and can identify in some way, somehow, somewhere, identify um, or maybe even going through it. So, um, I think we do. We do have hope. I think we yes. do. I, I don't want this to be a downer, but a reality no. check. A reality check.
0: You no, know, it, it. The future is not written. Don't be cynical. Don't give up hope. We have to. You know, we can change the direction of the future. We're on a bad path, but we've been on this path before, and we changed it in this country. We, we did. did already we can do it again um but now is the time you know yeah. january 6th was uh the wake up call uh, mm-hmm. if they showed up with guns it would be very different right now um and you know you know even if even if there is some leader that you think uh you know uh aligns with your your goals or your dreams or whatever um worshipping a leader or uh wanting an authoritarian government uh once you give up this amazing uh democratic republic you will probably never get it back and what happens that even if you love that leader that leader will die and the next leader may be very very bad for you i
1: grew up in africa man and let me tell you they will sit there for years and years and years Ten years and change the system and change the laws and what you may think is America the free it's very easy to go away it's very right. easy to lose your right to vote and people are still fighting for the right to vote so let's let's just yeah I I commend what you do. Thank you, Sean, for joining us Thank here on much. Big Blend Radio. Everyone, americond.com out on VOD starting June 13th. So go get it there. Uh it's going to be on Apple, Tubi, right? And all kinds of places. So just go to American.com. iTunes, like five
0: others. Yeah, and iTunes. New ones coming on all the time. So you'll be able to get it anywhere that pretty much that you uh you can that you already uh rent movies or easily can can see it.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.